and we're live. Excellent. Are, do we have to wait 10 seconds or are we good to nope, go? No, we're good to go. We're good All to right. go. All right. I'm Charles Epting from HR Harbor in New York City. I'm Michael Cortese of Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And we have made it three weeks of uh, live streaming. Yeah, we're slowly figuring out the uh, time delay. <laughs> wait, I can hear myself. Oh, no. There we go. We're good now. We're good. Okay. All right. Um, Michael, good morning. We uh, we haven't we haven't spoken a lot this week. Uh, no, you, you've been busy running around all over the place. Yeah, um, I've been busy with post auction invoicing and whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like we have a lot to catch up on just because yeah. we haven't been um, bouncing things off of each other uh, for the last couple of days. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yes, yeah, so you um, you've been all over the place. Have you made any fun trips this week? Any good um, collections? Anything um, this anything cool? week? Um, it, it, this week feels like a month, a month long. Yesterday I was, uh, we went to see two people down in Massachusetts and on the way back, we went to Spelman again. Um, so they, I mean, they picked up pretty nice consignments. We had a guy from, uh, from Wolfboro come up. I don't know if you saw, uh, fo- that photo I tweeted out of the telegraph cancel on the five pound orange. Um, I didn't see it was like that. a sock on the nose, like right in the center of the um i saw uh, some some other cool things that the noble spirit instagram has been posting but i i missed that one so i'll go check that out yeah but no it's been a um productive week overall i feel like things are opening up again so we're finally traveling and picking up collections and talking to customers and consigners again not online it's a you know it's got a familiar feel to it speaking of traveling i think people will hopefully like uh, this Monday's episode, which we are going to record immediately following this, um, <laughs> is is about uh, travel that we're going to be uh, undertaking. We're going to be yeah. doing a uh, Westpex preview episode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how excited I am for Westpex. Yeah. Um, I think this is the most excited I've ever been for a stamp show. Yeah, uh, which is saying a lot because I'm I'm always excited about stamp shows. <laughs> So uh, I can't wait for that episode. But but speaking of Spellman, you had some news about the Spellman Museum, did yeah, you? Well, not? I they. I don't know if it's news as a, I, as much as I was just excited about something that um, their, I, I believe it's marketing director, Heidi Price, um, was uh, ha- had put together uh, in, you know, um, alongside the board members and Joe Mullen and everything, they, they'd put together this idea of p- displaying exhibits um, outside of the stamp community, outside of the stamp world. So they put a uh wrote this down somewhere they put a uh two exhibits together both topical medicine on stamps um, but one was at the new england baptist hospital and one at the western public library so if i can screen share with you actually we're getting real fancy now we are we are screen sharing Um, on a live stream so this is the one that they put together for the new england baptist hospital it's fantastic. Um, I, yeah, it really, it really does. This That's was my favorite. That's very well done. Yeah. Um, so I haven't, again, I haven't seen it in person, but this is one of the photos that they sent. Um, they don't know that. I hope this is okay to talk about. They didn't even, <laughs> didn't even ask them if I could talk yeah. about this. I'm Better sure to it ask it's for on, forgiveness than permission. <laughs> it's on public display there until, um, until the end of the, until the fall, I think, either beginning or the end of the fall. And, and is that then, a real giant inverted Jenny? Because I've always seen them smaller than that. <laughs> that is actual size. <laughs> very, and then I have um, one more. It's um, 
this for the people the... for the people listening on the uh, podcast service they're gonna love that we're screen sharing <laughs> this is the one at the weston public library so um yeah almost kind of similar displays but i really like the the framing of the new england baptist hospital one this so, one looks great too what this yeah. reminds me of if i can go on a little diver please, uh, please, divergence please do um I went to the Prague International Show in, I guess that was 2018. Mm -hmm. And they did something similar where you had the main exhibit hall. Yeah. Um, but then they also had a stamp display at the MUCA Museum, Alphonse MUCA, the famous mm -hmm. uh, Art Nouveau um, Czech artist. Yeah. And they did a display because he designed stamps for the Czech government. Mm -hmm. And then there have been stamps honoring him. So they at the MUCA Museum, which is dedicated to his non-philatelic art they put together a nice display of his relationship with postage stamps and i think that that sort of um cross yeah pollination mm -hmm. um again medical theme stamps at a hospital um right. is is really smart and i think we could yeah. um certainly do a lot more than uh, a lot well, more of that that was kind of the the idea behind it is um in in talking with them yesterday they they heidi had kind of said if i can quote her almost directly that that everybody has a connection to stamps outside of the hobby whether it be their their parents their children or or a family member or or friends um so there it's about kind of engaging with people who are outside of the hobby reminding them that they have this connection and maybe bringing them into the hobby if i if i my my friend uh good friend alana she does um she does wedding she's a wedding planner and she had texted me uh, about a week or two ago saying that one of the uh, weddings that she'd put together, the groom was actually um, a stamp collector by accident. So he'd inherited this collection and then he'd show it to his friends and family and tell people about the, uh, the collection he'd inherited. And they said, oh, that's so cool. And then whenever they got stamps, they'd just give them to him. So now he's amassed this massive almost half a room collection of stamps completely by accident because people people know people who collect and then just say oh you you're the stamp guy i'll give you stamps and he doesn't necessarily he's not like a specialist or anything he just thought you know this one's from israel this one's from the uk and what's funny we had somebody in the office helping yesterday um helping with invoicing and shipping and everything um she'd been in here the last two days and she went home and talked to her mother on the phone and she was explaining what she did and mm -hmm. she said that she'd never really thought about stamp collecting before. Yeah. yeah. Admittedly. <laughs> uh, but her mother said, don't you know that we still have your grandpa's stamp collection? And look, I doubt that she's going to go on to become a stamp collector. But now she knows that her family inherited her grandfather's stamp collection. And, and mm -hmm. there's like one degree of separation max yeah. Yeah. for, I think, everyone. in the Everyone's got an uncle or a grandfather mm -hmm. or a cousin or something. And uh, that's awesome that he's become a, uh, an accidental <laughs> stamp collector and yeah. hopefully somebody you know maybe they're visiting someone in the hospital and they see that display and it inspires yeah. them to dig out their childhood collection or um start a new collection of their own i think that yeah because it, i mean you use stamps or at least you know people use stamps as much as as they can nowadays with mailing in different you know bills and everything like that but you never really think of it like that to the people the outside so thematically that there's multiple countries and everything that, that have these themes of stamps and the cats on stamp society, you know, it's, it's, there's a, a whole different element to it. And I feel like we've speak, spoken to a lot of people who have gotten into stamp collecting professionally by thematic collecting initially. So it's, it's just a way of, I liked 
the outreach. I liked well, the the effort and enthusiasm. And and uh, Gordon Eubanks uh, brings up a, a another very good example uh, at the 75th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Uh, Scott Treppel of Siegel Auction showed a display of his detention camp collection. Hmm. Um, they had it at a big luncheon for those that were interned. Very well received. So here's another yeah. instance. You know, there's so many World War II history buffs or you know, people who have an experience with, with World War II firsthand, you know, as such as this. And um, yeah, to be able to bring the postal history elements into it, I think that that is one of the greatest opportunities for growth is for us to look outward, mm -hmm. um, especially with exhibiting, I think. And also when I explain exhibiting to people and I explain yeah. that it's competitive and even that yeah. they call it the World <laughs> Series, yeah. I think that's such a fun concept to people who everyone, most people have an awareness of stamp collecting and Maybe they saw the news about the Magenta selling at Sotheby's or whatnot, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but exhibiting is real inside baseball, so to speak. <laughs> exhibiting is for like the hardcore yeah. stamp collectors. And I think that when you can bring those even non-competitive exhibits to a wider audience and mm -hmm. so many people ask me, what do people do with their stamp collection? That's yeah. the, I think other than what is this worth? I think that's yeah. the question I get the most is what do why? you do? Yeah, what do you why? do with it? Like you, own, okay. You own this little bit of paper now. Yeah. Um, like what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. And I think that exhibiting is a great example of what you can do with it. Yeah. yeah there's plenty of people who are perfectly happy putting it in an album. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but the exhibiting I think helps make it real and tangible to people. So when we can put those exhibits out there, yeah. Um, for non-collectors to see. I think that's um that's great. Yeah. I think it's amazing what the Spellman's doing. Yeah. And um and I I I hope they can continue doing more of that because it's not yeah, just medicine. It's not just medicine. Do a baseball themed exhibit, do a space themed, you know, there's so many yeah. topical or thematic angles um mm -hmm. that you can that you can undertake. Yeah, yeah. And they've got an entire team dedicated to putting together these thematic exhibits uh, that they have both in at the Spellman, which uh, reopens, I think, I think they reopen July 8th um, for public. So yeah, they, I mean, they have all those there, but then they are working on getting them out to different areas that heavily trafficked in that possible demographic that, uh, that they're looking to. Gordon says there's usually a display of Congress members who collect in the Capitol each year. I did not I know did not that. Know That's that. awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, that would be cool to see. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's awesome that the Spellman is doing that. And yeah. uh, I still can't wait to, to get up there one of these days with you. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's been kind of a, a quiet news week, I would say. I think as we come into July, auction yeah. season is winding down. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are some sales coming up. I know that Kelleher and Siegel uh, have sales in July, but I think everyone kind of, um, uh, takes it a bit easy during the summer. Um, you know, Harmers back in the day used to take the entire summer season off. Um, but, but there is a, a bit of auction news that I think we'd be remiss not to, um, to talk about, uh, yeah. last Saturday. Uh, I'll mm -hmm. let you tackle it. <laughs> let me tackle it. Okay. So, um, yeah, Gartner sold, um, what, what was the exact name of the the, the ball cover the ball from cover, Mauritius? Ball, yeah, yeah, ball cover for I think the final hammer price was eight point two million, and then in with euro the, with, with all the conversions yeah. and the yeah, you know yeah. with, with the buyer's premium and everything, it's it's about twelve million. Twelve million USD. Buyer's premium and, and yeah, added on and and yeah. so that was um 
that was uh that was something it was i feel like it's still <laughs> um uh very much a developing story i think it's interesting yeah. when when sotheby's had their sales you very quickly had stanley within minutes had stanley gibbons um mm-hmm. uh announcing their purchase we know who bought the uh the the jenny plate block mm-hmm. um the the coin, I, I think the collector requested anonymity, yeah. um, but did release a statement requesting anonymity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that we'll know more about this um, sale of the ball cover hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious if anyone steps forward uh, as yeah. the buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this price is certainly unexpected. Yeah, it was. Uh, did you see that um, Devlin commented on it and, and on Twitter? I, mean, I we got that. tagged. I've... We got tagged in something. I hadn't. It was this late last night or early this morning. I hadn't quite read it, and he said it was just a um, unexpected in in ways that I don't want to misquote him. Actually, I'm gonna pull this up. Um, I'm gonna do the same. He said, uh, "Sale was unprecedented and is very curious, just not for the reasons you mention." Um. So yeah, I mean, I think it, it shocked it shocked a lot of people. They weren't expecting it, and now a lot of people are um, questioning what the what the Bordeaux cover might be worth. Oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I um, I joked that um, yeah. Now the Bordeaux cover is worth like thirty million. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, again, I I'm 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 uh, reluctant to say too much until we know a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I do hope that the more comes out about it, again, who potentially purchased it, uh, who the underbidder may have been. Um, I think it'll, it'll be interesting, but, um, but yeah, that was sort of the last big sale of this, uh, cycle, I would say, you know, you had, yeah. you had Keller, Siegel, ourselves, uh, Gartner, everyone, um, over the last couple of weeks. And now we kind of get a breather for the, yeah for the 4th of July. Are you planning on doing anything philatelic, uh, this holiday weekend? Um, yeah, I'm actually working on a collection that just came in. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the, the same week. thing this weekend. <laughs> um, it, no, it's an interesting collection, but I want to make sure it's, you know, we put all the, usually for us, what we do is we just let the title, um, we let the title do the talking for us and then we have photos as well. And we don't really write an in-depth description like most auction houses, but for this collection of, um, it, well, it, it's kind of rare first day covers you know they start the early 10 1910s and they go on up and he's got the zeppelins but he's also got a lot of rare cancellations so i just want to spend in the weekend and just working on it with the uh scott catalog scott catalog, i sorry. i'm uh i'm jealous uh, somebody just asked in the comments who bought the inverted jenny plate block that was david rubenstein yes uh, yeah. Who also owns the Bay Psalm book and the Declaration of Independence and um, yeah, I remember uh, looking him up when it first came out. Right. His his um, I think he owns the giant pandas at the National Zoo. Yeah, he, he has a <laughs> his he's got a history of buying material, very valuable material, and just donating it. Um, yep. Yeah, so so there's been no announcement about a donation. I think there's right. been some speculation, but um, but he is is uh. uh sort of a curator of American history. I joke about Mm -hmm. the pandas because he's donated so much to the National Zoo, the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Mm -hmm. Monument. Uh, You name it, if it's a part of our history, he seems to have a hand in it. So, um, you know, how could you resist the Jenny Plate block? If you you collect American history, this is the the one stamp you have to have, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of, so since it's sort of a quiet news week, do you mind um, if I grab a couple of things to show you uh, that I've been working on and, and we'll be working on this weekend just to. Um, Not at all. I was going to mention the, the one other thing that kind of yeah. happened was Stanley Givens uh, issued their kind of a, not a, not an entire update on what was going on but a uh they dropped they, they, a few they, more breadcrumbs yeah and a, they submitted a questionnaire to people um to kind of gauge the interest on the you know dividing up of shares of the of the magenta and everything and to to see what people would be most interested in and why i thought that was an interesting question why they'd be interested in it is it to just own a piece is it to for investing purposes is it you know um for some other reason and then they asked what they would want uh as representation like a di digital representation would they want a piece, of, piece the of paper a piece of the stamp a tiny um, little sliver I, yeah. I, you know proportional to the um, um no but i thought it was an interesting yeah. questionnaire i filled it out and i'm sure yeah. I haven't checked to see if you can get to it on their website to fill it out. I would imagine so, but um, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I think it's great that they, um, you know, are, are being so transparent and asking yeah. the people what they want. And um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm excited to see, see what keeps coming of this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also but, curious where the stamp is right now. Has it made it to London yet? Right. Um, yeah. Because when we, um, when we talked about it, it, it when we talked to Victoria, it was still very much up in the air. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, um, geographically where the magenta is currently but no, I'm, I'm sure again I, I love seeing that they're moving forward and i'm sure we'll know a lot more soon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so i didn't mean to interrupt though you wanted to share a couple things i was good do you mind if i go grab them really quick can you no. um ad lib for a few i can try to you, you know do some stand up <laughs> or something i'll be back in like two seconds okay all right great um yeah so we had uh one question on a uh, one comment, I believe, on an earlier on our last live stream, where Charles had talked about giving a album from that fifty carton lot to uh, kind of a novice collector who was, or not a novice collector, but someone looking to get into the hobby. He gave them a U.S. catalog, gave them the U.S. album, and then said, you know, start on this, see if you'd like to become an auction lot describer in the future. And then I think we had one question on that asking if the entire consignment had gone to that one person and that um that wasn't what happened it was just there was one specific u.s album in that collection that had um some early classics the zeppelins in the back some good airmail some good um newspaper and postage dues i believe which was then given to that person i was just talking about we had a question on one of our on our last live stream a comment someone misunderstood said thought that you had given the entire 50 carton collection to um to the guy who was learning about stamps oh no 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 no, no. yeah it's just the u.s album thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh no no offense to uh my buddy charlie but i'm not sure he's ready for 50 cartons yet yeah. so uh <laughs> So real quick, what I'm working on is a collection um, out of Chicago. Okay. Um, collector's name was James Challenger. Um, and I can say this now because the, the family has confirmed we can use his name on the collection. So this will Perfect. be sold in September. Uh, he was a voracious collector of fancy cancels, mm -hmm. which just so happened to be um, not only one of my favorite things to work on, but also mm -hmm. a very popular part of the hobby as evidenced by our sale last week. So I've been having a ton of fun going through um this fancy cancel collection so if you recognize this one 
yes. from our Carl Rove interview. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hayes and Wheeler. Um, I still love picturing a postmaster uh, endorsing a presidential candidate on their mail. Yeah, uh, would be grounds for so many lawsuits. Speaking today. of the 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 Carl Rove episode, when I was down at Spelman yesterday, Joe Mullen had mentioned to me that um, apparently John Sununu, the former governor of New Hampshire, was a stamp collector. Really? Yeah. Which I did we, not know. And then we've I got we've got to get him. Yeah, I googled it, and it there were a couple articles in the early and late '90s about him. Um, about him taking you know private uh buses or or planes to different shows to start collecting and he said he was a a uh, a well like a highly specialized collector but it the articles that i read made it seem like he was it was more of a um beginner passion project but let's, he was really invested in it. Let's try and talk to him. Yeah, it'd be it'd be really interesting cuz there i hadn't seen any articles on it since the early and mid 90s we'll but, see if uh, he stuck with it yeah exactly so, I um i i love this one yeah it says bully <laughs> which is uh apparently with this the phrase bully um was uh was in vogue from like 1840 1864 to 1866 okay it was like a fad bully was like a patriotic like and then again you know um uh, teddy roosevelt also used yeah. a lot 40 years later okay so um somebody that. in rutland vermont just said bully in their cancel with an ex- mm-hmm. exclamation the interesting thing though it's a very intricate design you can tell yeah there's a cover from the next day mm-hmm. that has a different cancel really so the bully cancel obviously broke after a day of use and he had to carve something different. So uh, as yeah. far as I know, that's that's unique. Um, the Chicago gin barrel. OK, which the postmaster um, didn't realize it would be reversed on the cancel on the impression. Mm-hmm. So it actually has gin backwards. It's N.I.G. instead of G.I.N. <laughs> so uh, a, one of the great Chicago blue cancels. Um, Waterbury, Connecticut pitcher, which I just love. The Waterburys are obviously very nice. Mm. Evansville, Indiana, shoe fly. That is a okay. shoe stepping on a fly. Do you see it? I do now. Yeah. The, the fly has the uh, the three wings on the back, and the yeah. the little Chelsea boot or whatever is uh, yeah is crushing it. So uh, shoe fly from Evansville. That's pictured in the Skinner Eno book, which is the um, the best resource we have currently the classic society is working on updating it but um but as of right now we just have that so can i show you a few more yeah if you don't mind of course of course uh stoneham mass u.s mail lock that's the lock that would have closed the mailbags for security so not the rarest but a but a pretty one that is really nice i love this waterbury 185 so you know what's 185 no that what was, was 185 say- michael yeah, what's the significance of 185 there? That was the number of electoral votes that Rutherford B. Hayes got in 1876. Interesting. So this is from February of 77. He was so excited about Hayes's win that he <laughs> carved the number of electoral votes. Wow. Uh, speaking of which, same postmaster, two days earlier, mm-hmm. carved the word Hayes. This is the unique example. This is the only example really? of the Hayes... Waterbury cancel in existence on this postal card from wow. 1877. So this hasn't been sold since 1990, 91, whenever the Hauser collection 
was sold through Christie's. Can I, can I ask what the estimate on that is now? I know that's tough. That's a hard I question. Would, I would tell you if I knew. We'll okay, probably yeah. start it at um, 2500 ish yeah. I would guess. Um, okay. It's a postal card, which is not as popular as a stamp, you know, a, a stamp on a cover. Yeah. Um, but it's unique. So uh, right. what, detracting from it is that it's a postal card. Adding to its scarcity is that you cannot go buy one on a stamp. Yeah. So I guess we'll start it in the two to 3000 range. Okay. This is also unique. I love this one so much. What? It's a, is it a carrot. No, oh, it's, it's a cod. It's a cod. fish. Oh, it's a fish. I didn't see the eye. <laughs> yeah, there's a little tiny eye. Little it does look like a carrot if you hold it that way. But yeah. that is a uh, a unique codfish from Gloucester, Mass. Um, okay. Also confusing. Mass used to be abbreviated MS instead of MA before they standardized. Really? So I thought it was Mississippi at first, but it yeah. is. I actually didn't know that. Where was um, that going to? New Hampshire again? Where are you moving to? No, I'm just, uh, <laughs> uh, Newton. Newtown. Newton. Newton. Okay. Newton, yeah. Um, this is from Adrian, Michigan. The bug. Wow. How cool is that? See the wings? Yeah. That's and the abdomen and the thorax and everything. Yeah. So I just think that's a great strike of the Adrian, Michigan bug. I saw you tweet out the um, the leg. Do you have the leg on you? I think the leg is in the other room. I'll grab okay. that in a second. Okay. Uh, but real quick, just, just a couple others. The Chicago pool table. Wow. See the pool table? Yeah. It's got the little pool balls on it. It's got the legs and everything. That was a um, nice attempt at making it a, a 2D cancel of 3D. Exa- they, um. they, did, they did their best. <laughs> um, I love the postmaster who carved his own name. Mm-hmm. It says um, C.S. Bo, I believe, P.M. So okay. he was like, I'm just going to promote myself on my cancellation one of the greatest fancy cancels wow the devil with pitchfork of west meriden connecticut there's also a devil with pitchfork from brattleboro vermont if i'm not mistaken okay um not a great impression but here is the man smoking pipe of waterbury yeah yeah see him facing uh to the left with his pipe and his hat on mm-hmm. so yeah not the best strike but a uh a, a very popular waterbury nonetheless and then do you recognize this guy from Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> the Conquistador. Yeah. Um, this was a postmaster who had way too much time on his hands mm-hmm. and uh, decided to turn him into Juan Batista de Anza or uh, or, or, or someone, yeah. uh, some, some um, Spanish explorer. Let me yeah. go grab the leg really quick, too, and then I'll tell the quick story about that if you don't mind. No, absolutely. So give me, love give me two seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from Gordon Eubanks, the U.S. PCS is now putting the Skinner book online with actual images versus drawings. Charles Schulte Solder is doing the work on the website. That's awesome. So a lot of these, yeah. So the uh, comment from Gordon there. Yes, Gordon. So yeah, Gordon has more details about what i mentioned briefly uh the yeah. classic society so the the uh, the pdf of the skinner eno book it mm-hmm. book was by skinner and eno it's called united states cancellations 1847 to 1869 i think is the actual title okay. um but it's it's like the bible of cancellations that were used up to yeah. the banknotes and okay. then cole wrote a book that goes through the banknotes but this is through the 1869 issue basically 
every device that was known at the time to have been used on mail. Mm -hmm. um, the book is very old. Um, a lot of the cancellations that were illustrated, they didn't know what town it was from. Yeah. A lot of new information has come out. And this is also the sort of thing that is constantly evolving and that right. really you need multiple images of a strike to show different aspects. So um, yes, Charles Souter is, uh, is doing the work on the um, Classic Society website where the book will be a series of downloadable PDFs that will be um, constantly updated. So okay. there'll be new editions and there it'll like the original book, it'll be broken down by um, cancellation type. So it'll be like hearts or faces or Masonics right. or stars. Yeah. And again, it's not, they're not gonna print a book of it again mm -hmm. because as great as the Skinnerino book is, it's um, expensive. It's fixed. Well, not expensive. Well, expensive to to produce in to pr exactly yeah exactly yeah now I yeah. get what you mean yes yeah. um it, it's expensive to print a book and then invariably you print the book yeah and then they find a new cover yeah. that shows that it was actually from New York and not from Boston or whatever so what the Classic Society is doing is great that it's not going to ever be the project will never be finished yeah, yeah. which is great for this sort of thing um two last that, show that, tells that, if you don't mind yeah. What were we going to say? No, I mean, that's just, that's so fantastic that it makes life for people researching this material so much easier, infinitely easier to just have searchable re uh, references and resources like that. It's reason number 10,000 to join the Classic Society. <laughs> um, yeah, Gordon says, just updated hundreds of images yesterday. Same organization as the book. But like the 1847 uh, census online, mm -hmm. much better than a book. Agree. Yeah, yeah. We've got the 1847 census there. It's nice to have, but a constantly updating database is yeah. so much more useful. So join the Classic Society, support the work they're doing. It's it's very affordable. I think it's thirty five dollars mm -hmm. a year. It's worth many times that it's it's the bargain of the hobby i would say yeah um so just go join the classic society to support the the skin reno project in addition to everything else they're doing um they're <laughs> i mean they're still working on redoing the stampless cover catalog just just i i don't have to sing the praises of the classic society everyone knows <laughs> how i feel um so two other quick things one yeah. is not a fancy cancel but i love this that is the um floyd's penny post stamp yeah. of chicago these come in uh, brown, blue, and green. Brown and blue are not easy to find, but green is by far the rarest. Um, mm. And there's only two covers known. One of them is on a three cent pink uh, stamped envelope. This is the other example on a, uh, on a cover with no other postage. So this was um, locally delivered within Chicago by Floyd's, but that's one of two known covers of that stamp. And then lastly, the one you yeah mentioned that i posted about on twitter yesterday is the leg of benedict arnold maybe the weirdest most random fancy cancellation of all time <laughs> i'm trying to get the glare yeah off that is the leg of benedict arnold so um before benedict arnold uh was a traitor he served very nobly in the u.s army in the Continental Army, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, his leg was wounded at the Battle of Saratoga. And then a couple of months or, or about a year later, he um, you know, becomes the Benedict Arnold that we all know. But in honor of his service and in honor of his injury, there is a 
monument at Saratoga Battlefield in upstate New York to Benedict Arnold's leg. <laughs> it doesn't say his name on it. It has a boot with like epaulets on it. It, it, it. You can tell if you know what rank he was, you can tell that this is Benedict Arnold's leg, but they did not name him. Why the postmaster of Brattleboro, Vermont in, I want to say this is 61 or 62, mm-hmm. decided to um, uh, immortalize Benedict Arnold's leg on yeah. a cancellation. I don't know. Um, I think there's three off-cover examples of the stamp known. Really? I believe this is the unique on-cover example, so maybe four strikes known total okay. uh, based on the census data I've seen. Um, and this one is one I'm really excited to write up for the Challenger collection. I think that's just one yeah. of the greatest fancy cancel covers I've ever seen. So yeah, um, so yeah that's that's going to be my 4th of July weekend, fancy cancels. Yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of balance lots. Um, yeah. A lot of, you know, I don't want to say subpar strikes, but a lot of average strikes and a lot of mm-hmm. more common designs. So the Challenger collection will have something for everyone, I think, um, whether you want the the rarest of the rare like benedict arnold's leg or whether you want a fun project to work on and want to buy you know a binder full of uh star fancy cancel covers yeah Uh, this is going to be a really great opportunity for people this is stuff that's been off the market for decades uh some Mm -hmm. of it i think half a century was the last time it was sold wow um so yeah that's that's going to be my weekend is now that we've sort of put the last sales behind us i can start looking forward to um to september yeah well, it sounds great. Uh, congratulations. Just one last thing. Gordon said that even if you're not a member of the society, you can still access all those resources. The classic society is almost too good to be true. They're like, hey, not only are we <laughs> updating this outdated book, but we're going to make all the information available for free. Um, <laughs> if you, Yes, it is available for free, and, mm-hmm. and I encourage everybody to use it, whether they're a member or not. But if you can... Yeah. Join the society, please. Um, even if you can get the information for free, mm-hmm. don't do that if you can help it. <laughs> it is <laughs> the, the classic society I owe a lot to. They were the sponsors of my uh, YPLF fellowship year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I've I've gotten to know um, a lot of people in the classic society very well. And uh, I just I, I have nothing but the best things to say about that group as much yeah. as I love every society. And we've talked to a lot of great presidents and editors and all sorts of things but the classic society has a very special place in my heart and um, i owe a lot to them so so yeah i think i I think think that's everything i've done enough uh enough talking for the morning (laughs) uh and again monday we will have a special preview of west pex yeah um i think uh one month from today we will be flying home from west pex i believe so today is the monday after uh west pex wraps up yes uh, well, you won't be flying home, but besides the Bible, no, that's besides uh, the point. one month from today is also my birthday. So um, mm-hmm. that's that's uh, West Pex is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to. Our friend Peter, who it <laughs> must be the middle of the night for uh, in 1861, Mary was in England en route to the U.S. from India with Reverend Chandler and his family cover more likely 62 to 64 but i might be wrong i'm not gonna i'm i don't think you're wrong i think i think i'm the one who's wrong um i and i saw your twitter thread about that so i'm, I'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna utilize that and thank you in um in our our catalog but uh michael this was a lot of fun let's yeah. um l- let's do it again real soon let's do it next friday yeah absolutely see you then. that's good talk to you then